Genji, how are Good you morning. doing? Good morning. Hi there. Yeah, many gods better than one. Now, Hinduism is an incredibly interesting religion. Indeed. I've been read about it a lot over the last Indeed. week or so. Indeed. Very complex, very flexible, and very many people believe many different things. Indeed. But some, some of whom believe in many gods and goddesses. Indeed. You see, Hinduism is sometimes misunderstood to be mm. a polytheist religion. Belief mm. means believing, believing in lots of ultimate realities. This is a contradiction in terms. You can't have more than one ultimate because you're not ultimate enough. Hinduism has never been a polytheist tradition. It has always been a very mature, pluralistic tradition. Not many gods, but many ways to relate to the idea of spirituality. It can incorporate monotheism, means accepting one supreme personality. It can incorporate non-theistic approaches as well as non-religious approaches for making spiritual progress. This is called spiritual democracy. And the lovely word is religious pluralism, many pathways for exploring spirituality. So it's to say the, there is one ultimate supreme being? Not being. We say it's a principle that underpins right. this reality which is essentially spiritual rather than material that manifests itself at different layers right. at the material level and this demarcation between if you like man, God and universe is very artificial. It is time we demolish is, this artificial. Is this, is, this the, the way out, is this the way out for the Church of England out of their current problem? <laughs> <laughs> in, in fact, the debate... Because earlier on you think they were talking about different gods. I, 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 I was listening to Jay and thinking, gosh, perhaps I'm a Hindu and I... The, the word pluralism in a way resolves the issue of intra-faith dialogue as well. Forget yeah. about interfaith, intra-faith dialogue. Because this is the way I relate to the idea of spirituality. This is the way you relate to so the So there are different aspects to, to... Different ways of relating to the idea of spirit. The supreme power. Ultimate reality. And there are different ways of seeing that supreme Indeed. power. The supreme power has many different faces and Indeed. relating to... Indeed. In fact, the, this, Brahma, this is, Vishnu, Shiva... Whatever. And as a principle even, not yeah. as a personality. As a principle that underpins reality called spirit. So in a way, this, is, this gives freedom for different people depending on their own temperament, to relate to the idea of spirituality suited to their own temperament. And some yeah. are goddesses too. Indeed. Why, why should God, God yeah. always be a father? And, Mother and goddess is my, my lovely idea as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that there's semantic religions can never understand. The West is really confused. In all other religions, mainly all religions, there is one God one book, one way. This alone the semantic religions can understand. There is a Quran, there is an Allah, and there is one textbook or path of devotion to him. In Christianity, the same. But when you come to the East... The poor Western students get really confused. It is not their fault. They have been traditionally from the lap of the mother onwards. They have been taught only that there is one God, one way, one book. When you come to Hinduism, many gods <laughs> confused. What is the way? Every individual has got his own personal yoga. <laughs> as many ways as there are people. Acha, who is your prophet? It's not who, but it is a whole population of, of prophets. Because all the rishis. Which is your Bible? <laughs> I will show you, if you can come with me, I will show you. Why? Library. 
rooms and rooms of and shells out of shells. All these are our scriptures. All right. If this is your scripture, who is the author? Muhammad, through our Muhammad, had a revelation. And he recorded that there is a Quran. Jesus expounded. And the disciples wrote it out. There is a Bible. Buddha discussed all his lifetime. And after his time, the disciples sat together and collected all these from their memory and recorded them. There is a scripture. Who is the author of Hinduism? I will tell you. But you are all very scientific-minded people. I am an illiterate. Could you tell me who is the author of physics? <laughs> what a question you are asking, Swamiji. You may be an illiterate fellow, but don't exhibit your illiteracy. <laughs> there is not one author. Many, many scientists were trying to discover the beauties of nature. The powers, the phenomenal powers. And each one discovered a certain aspect of it. All of them put together gives me my total picture of the universe around. And therefore, physics is not one person's authorship. Many people have contributed. All of them are authentic scientists. We respect and revere every one of them. Is it not? The scientific conclusion of a greater and a larger truth behind this phenomenal world of constant change of names and forms. Therefore, all these great rishis who sat in the various peaks of the Himalayas during about 10,000 to 20,000 years and each one in his contemplation discovered the beauties of this and declared them. All these declarations are valid declarations. And they are all compiled together, becomes our Upanishads and the entire Veda, in fact. It is only to suit different types of people. Supposing I start at Chinmaya University. I can run my university in my own bedroom. If there is only one path in my university, only higher mathematics, how many students will be benefited? People who are fit for higher pursuit in mathematics are very few. Maybe 10 or 20. My entire university will be able to serve only 20 people in the community who have got that inclination or interest, taste for mathematics. Music. Maybe 100 people. Because even those who don't know music, they sing. I mean, it's a question of whether you have got a shame or not. That is the point. So, 100 people make up. Even my university, there are 20,000 students. Why? Very many disciplines are available in my university. 
history and geography and zoology and physiology and the latest is computer science. What a rush! Because there is nothing to study in it. It's a glorified typing. <laughs> so poor people will be benefited. All of them will become graduates. Because all subjects are available. Why is it that some persons are taking only this subject and that subject? According to their own taste. All of them are not of the same. Much more so in the spiritual path. If you say that all of you mass on Sunday between 8 and 8.45 is the church time. You must wait. Meaning at 8 o'clock devotion must come. 8.45, close it down for the next one week. Love with devotion cannot be maintained that way. And there's only one path. Surrender, devotion, love. Supposing I have not got it. What do I do? There must be many paths in order to suit the taste of many people. <laughs> supposing, please understand it is supposing. I invite you all. <clears throat> supposing. Don't jump into the conclusion. Supposing I invite all of you for a banquet tomorrow night. Huh? And I am sincere. I want all of you to enjoy. Should I not order to create a, ba I mean, a, a, a dinner wherein various things are to be made with uh, chilies, without chilies. South Indian cooking, varieties of South Indian cooking. Isn't it? Non-vegetarian, vegetarian. Because in one place, pure vegetables, fresh vegetables. At the other end, dead bodies in various <laughs> condition of decay. Is it not? Why? I want every one of you to enjoy. Think. Not that I create only one item and two vegetables and everybody must eat whether you like it or not. That is not the way to serve large number of people. In the tongue, the tastes are different. Even your tongue, the tastes are different. Do you know in your emotional nature, every individual is unique. Like you, there is nobody else. The way that you think and feel is totally independent of all other people. So if there is a massive religion, one way, one goal, one book, one path, I tell you, if you will go in that path, others will follow because there is no other way escape. But they will not get themselves involved. In India, or in Hinduism, from time immemorial, these two parts have been advised. Jnana yogena sankhyanam. 
Jnana Yoga, the path of contemplation, meditation, of philosophy, of intellection, meant to suit the needs and demands of the intellectual type of students. Sangyana, who always ask for why, why, why. So you must tell him all the causes. Rational, logical, step-by-step thinking process. And say the conclusion. Make them understand. Because there is a demand in the intellectuals. They want the explanation for everything. Karma yogena, yoginam. And those who are restless at the body level. To them, karma yoga was advised. So service of the society. Rising above your ego and selfish desires to serve the world as you are serving the Lord Himself. This karma yoga has been advised for those people who are restless at the body level, cannot sit quietly even for a moment, very dynamic people, and those who are highly contemplative thinking type, questioning everything to suit their uh, their temperament, the path of jnana was advised. The what is your opinion about conversion? Conversion is ignorance. No need to change from one religion to another religion. You can accept the wisdom because it's not belonging to just one people. Knowledge belongs to everybody. No need to change from one religion, go to one religion to another religion. That means you are saying some religion is not good, bad. No, every religion is good, great, honor them. Convert from a bad person to a good person. From a violent, frustrated, dissatisfied person to a more loving and peaceful individual. Ah.